This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, Pastor Rick takes a final look at the power you need to live on, the principles you need to live by, and the purpose you need to live for, so that you're truly living and not just existing. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a copy of the Daily Hope Gold Scripture Box called Verses of Hope a great way to keep God's Word right at your fingertips all year round. You can go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called How to Tell God You Love Him. The fourth way you can express your love to God is by publicly identifying with Him by not being ashamed of him at work, at home, in your neighborhood, by not saying, I'm not going to let anybody know I'm a Christian. I'm not telling my neighbors. I'm not telling the people at work. I'm keeping it a secret. Then you don't really love God. Because if you love somebody, you're not ashamed of them. You publicly identify with them. Can you imagine? How do you think my wife would have felt if years ago when we were dating, I said, honey, let's get married. And we'll be committed to each other, but let's just keep it our little secret. Let's don't tell anybody about it. You know, we'll, I'll be committed to you, you be committed to me, but when we're in public, let's pretend like we don't know each other. And let's just act like total strangers. Won't that be great? She'd say, what kind of love is that, buster? It isn't any kind of love at all, because when you really love somebody, you're not ashamed of them. You say, this is my husband, this is my wife. You take on a name and you say, we're a family and you identify with each other. And you can't say you love Jesus Christ and be ashamed of him at the same time. Jesus said it like this, Mark 8, 38. If anyone is ashamed of me and my teachings, then I will be ashamed of him when I come in with the glory of my father. Jesus said, If you are ashamed of me on earth, I'm going to be ashamed of you in heaven. So we need to publicly identify ourselves with Christ. That's how we show our love for him. Now, Jesus understood the power of symbolism. And so he gave us two very powerful symbols. The first one is the symbol of communion. Communion helps us identify with what Jesus Christ did for us. What did Jesus do when he died for us? He did three things. Number one, he saved us from the penalty of sin. Everything you've ever done wrong was paid for on the cross so you get to go free and forgiven. Number two, he saves us from the power of sin. He breaks its grip in our lives and he gives us a new power to be able to make changes so that we're not the same anymore and that he can do new things in our lives that we always wanted to do but never thought we could do on our own. And then he saves us eventually from the presence of sin in heaven where there will be no sin, no sorrow, no suffering, no pain, no grief. That's good news. And when we take communion, we remember what Jesus Christ paid for. What should be my attitude when I take the Lord's Supper? Should I sit here feeling guilty, remembering all of the wrong things that I've done in my life? No, because they've already been paid for by Jesus Christ and forgiven. When I take communion, should I feel grief? 
thinking about all the torture and the suffering that Jesus Christ went through for me? No, because he didn't stay dead. He came back to life. So what should be my attitude when I take the Lord's Supper? It should be the attitude of gratitude. Gratefulness. Gratefulness for all that God has done. That God would love me this much. Would love me this much before I even knew him to come and die on the cross for me. Now, communion is not for everybody. The Bible says only believers who have accepted God's gift should take communion. You say, well, I'm not a believer. Well, you can become one right now. Even as you take these elements, that can be your physical act of stepping across the line of saying, today, Jesus Christ, as I eat this cracker and drink this juice, it is my symbol of saying, yes, I accept what you did for me. I accept that you died for me. I accept that you paid for all my sins, that you paid for my ticket to heaven, and I accept you as the, the leader of my life from this day forward. As we take communion, we do several things. We publicly identify our faith in Christ. We publicly identify our love for Christ. And we publicly state that we want to be closer to Christ. Jesus Christ paid for three things in your life. And I want you to thank him for those three things right now. First, he paid for your forgiveness. Think of the thing that you feel the most guilty about, the thing that has caused you the most shame in your life, that thing that you wish had never happened and you regret deeply. And now thank God that because of Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross, it's been paid for and forgiven, wiped out as if it never happened in God's mind. Thank him for that gracious forgiveness. Jesus Christ paid for your freedom. I want you to think of the freedom that you have because of Jesus Christ, the changes that he's made in your life. Thank him for those changes. Thank him that he gives you the power to change. Jesus Christ has paid for your future. Because of his sacrifice, you can have the future secured in heaven. Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the wonderful things that God has prepared for those who love him. So thank him for the future of heaven. Because of Jesus Christ and what he did for us, we will never be the same again. We're different people. We're forgiven people. Jesus Christ has the power to change lives that nothing in the world can change except Jesus. No fad, no therapy, no pill. Nothing can change lives the way Jesus Christ can because he is God. And Jesus Christ turns failures into successes. And he changes fearful, timid, weak, cowardly people into confident people. And he turns selfish, egotistical, prideful people into loving, gentle servants. He turns wife beaters into loving husbands 
and distant dads into caring fathers. He turns drug addicts into responsible citizens. Folks, that is why we are here. We are not here to impress anybody. We are not here to just go through a ritual. We are not here to build buildings. We are not here to build monuments to ourselves or just make up programs. We're not even here to just have a good time. We're here because the only person who can make the changes in human behavior that we need in our society is Jesus Christ. And he starts in our lives and he moves to our families and our friends and our culture. And I am not ashamed to identify with him. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. If this message has encouraged you or if God has put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be glad you did. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. In the Bible, Jesus told us that in this world we will have trouble, but we should take heart because He has overcome the world. It's easy to forget Jesus' words of hope when you're experiencing difficulties in your life. You may even find yourself feeling overwhelmed and distraught. That's why you need to grab hold of God's Word. It's an anchor for your soul that will fill you with hope. And to help you, Pastor Rick has created the Verses of Hope Scripture Box, featuring a very special collection of verses to restore your sense of hope daily. This beautiful scripture box is gold with the look and feel of leather, and there's an embossed Bible verse on top. It's filled with artfully illustrated and inspiring scripture cards, along with well-designed blank cards for your personal notes. This unique tool will help you anchor yourself in God's Word and fill you with hope. We'll send it to you when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people everywhere. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Quantities are limited, so be sure to act quickly. Thank you so much for your support. Today's the last day to get this great resource, so don't wait. Once again, here's Rick. There's another way that you can identify yourself as a believer, and that is through the second symbol that Jesus gave us, and that's baptism. Now, what is baptism all about? I mean, what is this thing about, you know, getting dunked underwater? I mean, what's the big deal about this? Baptism makes three powerful public statements. Look at your outline. Number one. Romans 6, 3, I love this in the message paraphrase. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. And when we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what the baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we're lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. It's a symbol. It's like the burial of Jesus. And when we're raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first reason you need to be baptized is to say, I believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus. I believe in Easter. And you give a picture of that by going under and coming up. And that's why Jesus himself, as 30-year-old 30 30 year adult, went down to the Jordan River, 
was baptized by John to say, this is how I want it done. It's a picture of Jesus' death and resurrection. Second, it's a picture of what happens to you, that you are dying to an old way of life. Colossians 2.12 says, going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did in Christ. And when you are baptized, you're saying, I'm dying to all my old sins. They're forgiven, they're forgotten, they're out of my life, and I'm beginning a brand new life in Christ. And number three, it symbolizes your new life in Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.27, your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe, Christ's life the fulfillment of God's original promise. An adult faith wardrobe. Now, I have an honest question for some of you. You say you love Jesus. Then why have you not followed him in the most basic act of baptism? Are you ashamed of him? Are you more concerned about getting your hair wet in front of somebody? than making a statement to say, I am not ashamed of Jesus Christ. How can you say you love him if you won't even do the very first thing he commanded and that is publicly signify through the waters of baptism that you are a follower of Christ? If you're in a small group, why don't you make sure that everybody in your small group has taken this next step before the end of the year? The fifth way to express love to God is simply by being committed to him. You see, this is what love is really all about. It's about commitment. You don't really love somebody unless you're committed to their best good. Now, nothing ever significant happens in life without commitment. Your commitments determine your future. You are becoming whatever you are committed to. So you better choose your commitments carefully because if you're committed to the wrong thing, you're going to become the wrong thing. Now, you can't lose by being committed to God. Weak people are defined by their circumstances, but strong people are defined by their commitments. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, that God is looking for people whose hearts are fully committed to him, that he can bless and can use. What does it mean to be fully committed to God? Well, in the Bible, there are five basic commitments. We've built Saddleback Church around these five commitments. We talk about them over and over and over. Commitment number one, giving my life to Jesus Christ. That's good. Second step, commitment number two, committing my life to his family, the body of Christ, the church, and, and joining a church family. Commitment number three, choosing to grow spiritually and become more and more like Jesus Christ every day in my character. Commitment number four, using my talents and gifts in helping others. We call that ministry. We talked about it last week. And commitment number five, sharing the good news with other people and fulfilling the mission and purpose God put me on this earth to do. These are the five basic commitments at life. At Saddleback, we use a little baseball diamond to illustrate them. What's the next step for you? Give your life to Christ? Join his church family and be baptized? Start growing as a Christian, find your ministry, begin to fulfill your life mission and discover what God put you on earth to do. You see, what we're talking about today, worship, is not just something that happens in the four walls of a building in a church. 
Worship can happen anywhere. Your life can worship God. Notice the next verse. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Committing your life to him. Finally, the sixth way that you can tell God you love him is by giving to him. By giving to him. You see, giving at its core is the essence of love. You spell love G-I-V-E because that's what love's all about. When you love someone, you want to give to them. Now, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. It is impossible to do that. You say you love God, then it's going to show up in your generous lifestyle. You see, I can, I can claim to be a, a Christian. I can claim to be a follower of Christ. I can claim, to say, oh yeah, I love God. But the Bible says there's one way to really test the sincerity of your love. Look at the last verse on your outline. 2 Corinthians 8 says this. Just as you excel in faith, in speech, in knowledge, and in complete earnestness, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love. God tests the sincerity of your love by looking at your giving. Why does he do that? God doesn't need your time. He doesn't need your money. What does he need? He wants your heart. He wants what your giving represents. And he wants you to become like him. God so loved the world that he gave. Now, you can either become like God and become a generous giver, or you can become like Satan and become a stingy hoarder. I have discovered that there are really basically two kinds of people in life, cheerful givers and fearful givers. Cheerful givers say, hey, I'm going to give. It all belongs to God anyway. He gave it all to me. I wouldn't have anything without God, so I'm going to give it all to him. He can take care of all my needs. Cheerful givers, that's the kind God loves. And then there's the fearful givers. Oh, I can't afford to do this. I can't afford to give. I've got to hoard. I've got to watch out what's for me. I've got to protect my selfish interests. Cheerful or fearful, you make the decision. Like God, like the devil. God tests the sincerity of my love by how generous I am in life. So, rate yourself. Which word best describes your giving lifestyle? Regularly, occasionally, rarely. Giving tithes and offerings, let me clarify this, at the end of a service, is not like, okay, it's time to tip God. <laughs> if that's your attitude, forget it. God doesn't need your money and doesn't want it anyway. Giving is another act of worship. It's as much an act of worship as singing, praying, thanking, listening, and everything else. It's saying, God, I love you so much, I want to give back to you. God, you saved my life. You saved my life. That's what he did. And I want to give back to you. Everything we have came from God, and we can't outgive God because he gave it all to us in the first place. Now, here's the bottom line. There are many, many ways to express your love to God. We just looked at six. And God has wired you up in certain ways that certain ways are going to appeal to you because he loves us and we love him. First, you need to establish that relationship with God. So let's close in prayer. 
Would you pray this prayer in your heart if you've never opened your life to Jesus Christ? Say, God, I realize the need for you in my life. And Jesus Christ, today I've realized what you did for me on the cross. And I realize that I'll never be able to repay what you've done for me. And I realize that everything I have is a gift from you. Please forgive me for not trusting you with every area and every moment of my life. Today, I want to make these five life commitments. I want to trust my life to you. I want to join a church family. I want to start to grow spiritually. I want to use my talent to help other people. And I want to fulfill the purpose and mission that you put me on this earth to do. I want you to be first in every area of my life, my schedule, my finances, my relationships. Please use me to make a difference in the world. In your name I pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord. And you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. If this message has encouraged you or if God has put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be glad you did. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, in order to live for God in the most meaningful way possible, we need to have His Word deep down in our hearts. That's why Pastor Rick created a spiritual growth tool called the Verses of Hope Scripture Box. Here's Rick to tell you more. One of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize Scripture. You say, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. The Bible says in Proverbs 7, verse 2, Guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and keep them deep within your heart. To keep them deep in your heart, you have to remember them. That's why I've had my team create a beautiful gold scripture box so you can practice memorizing the verses that we give you and some that you can develop on your own. Now, we've started a collection of 40 verses about hope. These are going to encourage you when you feel down and discouraged. It's a collection that will help you keep God's Word in you so you have it when you need it. Now, I had a graphic artist create Bible verse cards with multiple graphic designs and really cool colors, so you're going to enjoy studying these verses. It's not just words on a blank card, but the colors will actually help you remember uh, these Bible verses. And to help you develop the habit of memorizing Scripture, we've included 64 full-color decorated cards with lines that you can practice writing out your favorite verses. So in addition to the 40 verses of hope, you can write down verses that are meaningful to you, that come to you in your quiet time. And I want to encourage you to use these cards to write down the scriptures that you want to put in your mind and to hide in your heart. And then when you need them, the Holy Spirit can bring them back to mind. Now, the Holy Spirit can't bring up something you haven't put in your heart or in your mind. 
So store them in this beautiful gold box. It's a real pretty box that will make a great conversation piece. Now, my hope is that this tool will help you learn to love God's Word, listen to God's Word, and live God's Word as you share it with others. Now, while you're working on these verses and some of the verses you want to do, my team's actually working on new sets of Bible verses that will be released throughout the year that you can add to your collection. So I hope you'll get this tool. We're doing it for you. We'll send you the Gold Verses of Hope Scripture Box when you give a gift today to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. Or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Today is the last day to get this great resource, so don't wait. Join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.